Hi, everybody. It's uh, Craig Weiss here at the Amazing E-Learning Roadshow and uh, coming to you from uh, beautifully southern Arizona, Javelinas. I think one really knows me. Uh, I call her Cutie Pie and she always looks at me with those eyes. Uh, well, anyway, don't pet them. That's all I got to say. All right. Something new. Normally, it's kind of bouncing off sort of an add-on to uh, my blog, but I'm going to change it up today. Yeah, that, that's still going to happen. I have a uh, something here shortly, but today uh, I'm going to announce the 10 systems I recommend buying any day of the week. Any day of the week. Now, I'm looking at it uh, with a lot of different variables um, than what you may look at it, right? So, you know, I'm looking at it from the UI UX on the learner side, which is the user interface and user experience. I'm looking at it from the admin UI UX. When that admin comes in, what's the first thing they see? I'm a big fan of, of a dashboard, a high-level dashboard. I'd love it to see, you know, here's my favorites. Here's things to go back. Very few vendors do that, by the way. I think it's a cool feature because as a whole, administrators tend to use only about 20% of the uh, the back end anyway. And the back end, by the way, the terms I'm using here means the administration side. The front end means the learner side. When I say learner, that's the front end of the learner. Back end again, when I say where I mentioned administrator, that's that. Uh, I'm not going to get into the manager instructor thing because I think that they're all pretty much consistent from what I see. And it's not relevant if you're on the customer ed, B2B, B2C side. Um, and I also place associations in that market. Um, nonprofits can be in that market as well as over on the employee side. So when I say internal, what I'm talking about are employees. This is your office workforce. It could be your blue collar workforce. Uh, it could be your frontline workers that typically slides in employees. Sometimes with franchises, if they're independent and you're selling them or providing to them content for free, sometimes it slides over into the customer ed side, client ed, partner training side. And customer education is really customer training, right? It's just another semantic or vernacular word. If your title is like a director of education in the association space, you probably have some type of a training background or could have been education, but you're on the corporate side now and, and you're over there. So, and employees would be internal. And so company X is training their employees or uh, you may be running L&D. And so L&D typically is employees internally, external Obviously, we're getting back to customer and training. Sure, you can have some L&D folks there, but typically it's people that have training or something of that nature on that side. Uh, HR, of course, can be typically HR is usually on the employee side. So with that being said, 10 systems I recommend. So, I, you know, these are things I look at. I look at functionality. Obviously, that's very relevant. Um, the standards are all there. Hey, you know, I need to have a system that I can assign content and courses to these people, this group versus that group. Can I do that? That's a standard, by the way. It's yes. I want to assign um, CEs to this content. Can that be done? If the system offers CEs or CEUs, 
um, that's continuing education uh, credits or units? The answer is yes. If they can't, then it's no. Um, I'm interested in um, this catalog being seen versus this one standard. I'm interested in um, creating a learning path standard. I'm interested in having uh, ABC, uh, the administrator, be able to generate reports and schedule reports and send reports standard. So I, you know, I go a little bit beyond that. And the way you kind of look at it is if you go to and download my learning systems template, you're going to be seeing what I'm looking at. Uh, it's massive. It's extensive. But here's the thing. Systems that are in my rankings have at least 75% of that functionality. Um, obviously, the ones that score higher have higher amount of that functionality. So when you look at that massive list, you think to yourself, wow, 75% of this? And they're going to have all the learning environment features that are available today. I always put future tech because it's majority don't do not have it. I put notes in there as well about where the statue is, the status in the administration side. They're going to have the majority have a hundred percent. If they're in the top 10, they're going to have all of that. There's some again, future tech skills is a little bit different. Skills is very early in the learning system space. Some vendors have more, obviously, than others. Some spin that they haven't, when in reality, they really don't. So, you know, if you're looking at, think of a rocket, and a rocket is shooting up into space, skills as a whole, skill functionality, skill capabilities, because skills gaps you could always do from 2000. I mean, that's one of the factors of why LMS was created. But if you think about it from a rocket standpoint, uh, we're just off the launch pad. That's where we are today with the skills as a whole for the entire learning system industry as it relates to the business, the corporate side, nonprofits, associations, government. If you're at the ed tech side, you know, they're still putting the astronauts on there. But that's where it is. So we're, we're not in the moon. We're not in outer space. We're not where, you know, uh, the Tesla thing goes just barely above the um, the uh, outer space line or what they consider as, or we're not even close. So that's where we are. And as a result, that plays a factor, obviously, in, in terms of that. And I have certain skills I look at more specifically, areas that, you know, so I'm looking as a whole, but there's different pieces. I mean, skill ratings is something you would think is standard. It's not. Majority systems don't have it. So that's kind of those two pieces and components. I look at mobile. I think that's relevant, um, especially today. Now in 2021, and it befuddles me on how systems, there are some amazing systems that do not have mobile. They don't have a mobile app. Um, you're getting into, on the business side, a hybrid workplace model, hybrid work. So you may have employees in there, you may not. Right now, pretty much everybody's at home, unless you're blue collar. Then you don't have a choice. If you're frontline, you don't have a choice. So, you know, you're, you're at the locations. But office workforce is at home. And many companies are going to allow their employees to stay at home.
Right now, there's this thing going on. It's going to get much worse. It's called mass exodus, or the other term they use is great resignation. These are people quitting your company, your business, and the majority of them are quitting. They don't have another job. They're just walking. And the ones that are, they're looking elsewhere. And they cite numerous factors. One is burnout. Um, so there's that. Then you have people that are adamant. They're only looking for jobs that say remote only. So unless it's remote, they're not even interested in coming to work for your company. So top talent are not going. And so this is where you really have to look at, again, content, uh, you know, well-being, courses, content. That's for another day. But as it relates to mobile, where do you think they are? They're not at your workplace. They're not on your high-speed lines. They're at their house. Could be urban. Could be in the country. Could be wherever. Maybe they don't have the highest internet connectivity. And even if they do, the, those numbers are kind of misleading. So you need that mobile app. And then you really need online, offline synchronization because you may be at your house right now listening to this. And you may have, depending on your size of your house, and because you have so many devices connected, smart mesh adapters are becoming widespread. So even in your own house, your Wi-Fi is going to be all over the place. Some of it high, some of it low. If you're outside, right, it's all over the place. So if you're having that issue, what makes you think somebody else isn't having that issue? So you have that to consider. Um, I look at that. Do you have an online, offline synchronization mobile app? Which just means I can take the content, the courses, of whatever I'm doing. And if I lose internet connectivity, no problem. I can continue if I reconnect to the internet, all that data gets pushed back, right? I mean, it's simple. It's pretty basic. Um, it's not basic technologically speaking, but, you know, it's definitely a benefit and plus. I see vendors today that only have an iOS, that's Apple, mobile app. Android makes up over 75% market share. And they don't have an Android app. It's coming soon. Why? Why is that? To me, that doesn't make any sense. If you're going to have one, you have both. You don't focus on one that's got mm, under 25% market share globally and ignore the one that everybody you know, overwhelmingly has when it comes to smartphones. So that plays a role. I look into the navigation. Obviously, that plays a, an important role. I look at the system itself. And all the thing, you know, you, you've got this functionality, you know, that's like the engine. You've got the UI and UX, that's like the outer part of the car, right? You need all those pieces to work together. I look whether or not the vendor has a content marketplace. People don't know where to get content or where to find it. By the way, findcontent.io is coming out next month. And so you can go and find third-party content there. You don't buy it there. It's sort of think of it as a museum. And you're like, ooh, that's interesting. That's interesting. And then you contact the vendor directly. So I'll talk a little bit later about findcontent.io in another podcast. But this as it relates to the system. And so that plays a role. 
Customer support. The number one reason why people leave a learning system or hate their system is support. And yet, in RFPs, people rarely ask about it. They focus on the security. I understand that. But if the vendor's hosting their system on AWS, which is Amazon Web Services, all they're providing you is the same stuff you can go find yourself on that website. That's it. They're not doing anything above secret. It all ties into AWS. So always find out where they host their system. If they say AWS, have them send you a link to the security link. Now you don't have to write 500 questions on security. But nobody asks about support, very minimal. Base deal for support. Right? <coughs> Excuse me. This is why I say go to the blog. <coughs> Excuse me. And check out the Customer Excellence Pledge. Uh, you can read about it. You can see who the vendors are on. It's checks and balances, right? They agree to certain requirements that go above and beyond anything in the industry today. There's no checks and balances. A vendor is going to always tell you they have great support. How do you really know? CEP for forces you, forces them to validate that. And then you really know if they're in the program, they're adhering. If they're not in the program, they're not adhering. It's pretty simple. Vendors always talk about, we have great support. No, but we don't want to share any data, even if it's private. What? It didn't make any sense. You think you would be enthusiastic to show that data. So anyway, there's that. I look at that, of course, so support. Training, do they offer training? Is it included? Is it free? Is there no charge? Am I going to be training people once for an hour and then I throw you over to some videos? Or is it ongoing whenever you need it? And that's included. So I look at that. I look at the company culture. This is stuff you're not going to know, know about because why would you or how could you? I'm fortunate I have the ability to see that. Uh, I know many of these companies. I know who runs the company. I know the culture of the company. I know all types of things about these companies that I don't share publicly. So that plays a small factor. But, you know, if you have a salesperson who's antagonistic or makes kind of off comments or something, that's a cultural problem. That comes from the top down or somewhere along the lines. If they promise you something and they don't deliver, I guarantee you're not the only one. They've done it multiple times. That's a cultural problem. I know systems today, getting back on a support, who know privately their support is awful. Privately, they know this. And they're not doing anything about it. You, as the customer, have no idea because they're telling you their support's great. But they themselves know. I know companies that people are fleeing working from the company. They're not going to share that information to you. So that all plays into all kinds of roles. Of course, you know, are they on thin ice? I know vendors who are. Are they robust? You know, you can't focus on vendors that get capital. First of all, if you're getting capital... Their strings attached. Nobody's giving these companies money for free. They have expectations. And they give up some controls, depending on how much money they give them. 
and how much uh, ownership they take. So there are vendors who do not ever seek to raise capital because there are strings attached. I've seen great companies raise a lot of capital and they're no longer running the company and the private equity firm is, and then it, it goes sideways. I know one CEO who regretted the decision too late. So you can't look at that and say, oh, this is a very successful company because they get a lot of money. They raise a lot of money. Ergo, they're great. No, doesn't mean anything like that. You can't base it on cap valuations, which some people do, because a valuation, a cap value, that means capital valuation, is not based on actual financial numbers. It's not based on actual sales. It's not based on um, assets. It's not based on that. It's based on some projections and based on a variety of factors, but it's never based on the, you know, the real sales numbers. You'll see vendors that have 2,000, 2,500 clients, and you automatically think, wow, this one only has 20, this one has 2,500, ergo, this may be a better system. That's 2,500 different cases. They're not like you. You're going to have probably something different. Yes, you're going to have similarities, but you're going to have a variety of things different. So that plays a role, right? And you can't, when I look at a system, <clears throat> what I focus on is when did they come out uh, offering a learning system? Because some of these have been out and they did custom development and then they went to do so. So when did they come out with system? When did they start focusing on the corporate market? Because they've been, they may have done ed tech first and the clients may be all ed tech. You have no idea. You're just listening to total. So when is that? When did they come out with the corporate customers um, and focus on that? So a vendor could be out for three years and a year ago they decided or six months, they decided to go, focusing on corporate or maybe they did it from the get-go so i look to see what the trend line is if i had five and the next year i had 10 and the next year okay you're going up if i had 25 and i slipped to 22 that's not a good sign if i have 50 but then and i'm skyrocketing and then i plateau and i just get that and look at that okay why is that if my recurring revenue or annual ARR or just rr which is what i look at recurring revenue Whenever somebody gives me a percentage, that concerns me. I want to know a number. Oh, I increased it by 200%. Well, I don't know what that is. 200% of what? One, $1? I have no idea. You, you need to have an idea here. Vendors love to say, well, it went up 135% or whatever, some kind of number. Based on what? So I look at what I call year-to-year -year RR, which can give me some idea if they don't want to provide this, those specifics. A lot of them are private. There's ways to get that data, and, and I can find that. But, you know, I, I look at that. That's a role, something you wouldn't necessarily want to look at. Vendors are not going to show you their financial books unless you're super massive. And then the, even then, they'll debate back and forth. So all these kind of things play a factor. And, and thus, the systems I recommend may not align to your use case is really the whole thing here. And so always, you can do a couple of things. One, and yes, it's self-promotion here. I recommend going to findanlms.com and the systems you have of interest, best systems are on the platform. You compare them and they're globally. 
you can see the details. It's updated information. You can compare them. You can save as a favorite. You can contact them. Even if from there, you can, you know, first go to and say, hey, I'm interested in looking at, you've already reached out to a vendor. Now, do your research, additional research, and go on, find an LMS, and, and do some additional comparison. Find out what's really going on. Go to the customer ed education pledge on the blog, and, and it's very visible, and see who's on there. Uh, that's another way, right? If you're worried about support, if you don't care about support and you think, ah, you know what, they're not on this pledge and, you know, I'm sure the support's going to be fine. Then you're taking a risk, right? It's taking a risk. Do you want to have car insurance or do you not want to have car insurance? Same thing, right? Do you buy a car and say, okay, I'll take your 12 month warranty and you know, uh, this or that. Do you buy software today? And it offers like a supporter thing. Do you take that or do you take no support? I mean, at the end of the day, that's your entire decision. And if it's not like a super relative issue because you don't think you're going to have any problems or if you do, it's minimal, then that's fine. But then in a year from now, God forbid, support goes downhill and you have a lot of problems, then you have to take ownership of that. And that's all I'm going to say about support because I think a lot of people – Select a system they know in their gut the support's not going to be good based on some questions they ask. They do it anyway, and then several months down the line, they start really having problems with support, and they start playing the vendor. But you you would have known ahead of time at least some of those issues, right? Some of you have no clue uh, could happen after an update. So, um, you know, that's the way I look at it. But when you reach out to a vendor, schedule a demo. You know, do some due diligence ahead of time. Uh, utilize what I'm going to talk about today. Go to the blog. You know, it's 100% honest, no holds bar, uh, no quid pro I don't do any of that stuff. So, you know, you're getting that information. Find an LMS is another resource, another tool, 100% free. And do some due diligence either after you contact the vendor or before the vendor. You contact them. And schedule that demo. Provide them a detailed use case. And uh, I have all this kind of detail on the blog, but provide that kind of information and how extensive it has to be. Um, then get the demo. Never give them your budget. Never give them their budget. And I talk about MAUs elsewhere. So that's kind of a high level. We're going to take a brief break. Then I'm going to come back. I'm going to tell you the 10 systems I recommend any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Hey, everybody. It's uh, Craig Weitz. We're back to the amazing e-learning roadshow coming here from Southern Arizona. Beforehand, we were talking about, you know, coming up here with the top 10 systems I recommend any day of the week, twice on Tuesday. But then I realized, you know, why stop at 10? So I'm going to go much further. How about 27? 27 systems I recommend any day of the week. I mean, after all, we're talking what? Um, if you include the ed tech market, probably 1,345 to 70, somewhere in that range, maybe 1,400 globally. Uh, if you're not talking that, you're probably dropping down to about uh, close to a thousand. I actually put it at a thousand. 
is a little bit over. It's like a thousand and nine or something, a thousand and ten, I think. So, but for my thing, I cut off at a thousand, thousand learning systems, and you know, you can go to my uh, blog again, see the top one hundred learning systems. It's not ranked. It's just saying, look, these are the top one hundred learning systems, and I'm in the midst of calculations for twenty two. But I have a post coming next week, which are platinum picks, which really says these are the top 30 systems in the world. And then diamond picks uh, are, you know, the next 30. So 31 to 60, I guess 29 or whatever you want to call it. Um, so the top 60. Uh, and it's, it's not ranked, right? So... When you see the platinum and the diamond picks, just know it's the best of the best. It's not ranked. Doesn't mean I'm a, you know a diamond. I'm a forty-two versus forty-three, or I'm platinum means I'm a twenty-five versus twenty-six. It's not ranked. It's, it is based on a score, um, and you can then take there from there that look these platinum picks. Ten of these are going to be the top ten, right? That that should be very obvious. So I decided to increase rather than 10 to 27, mainly because uh, if I just say 10, then people are going to know and say, well, that means these are in this top 10. Ergo, you know, I can, I can base it on that. I don't want to do that yet. I don't want to do that yet. So we're going to do the, you know, I jotted it down here, 27. Maybe I'll go to 30. Uh, I have to see how I feel. No, I'm kidding. I'll probably go to 30. Um, one of the things I'm going to be doing uh, in, in the coming months, and definitely for the 22 report, by the way, is I'm going to do a little bit different. First of all, you're going to be able to get a mini report, not like some extensive, and it's not only going to be about on the blog, but um, it's going to have the top 10, and then it's going to have three pros, and if there's any cons. I mean, I don't think there's a perfect system out there. That's my personal feeling. So you're always going to have some cons from my perspective. And what I'm doing this year is I'm creating a little mini report, so probably about 30 pages. I'm charging very low price point. I think it's going to be somewhere between 179 US and 199 100% of the proceeds go to three animal shelters that I support. I'm a big animal lover. I support uh, shelters and foundations uh, every month in the different parts of the world. Um, so it was hard to select. I think I picked three. I did pick three. So, you know, you're going to be giving it to a good cause. In other words, not going any of it. Zero is going into my pocket. 100% is going to those uh, shelters. So anyway. That's enough of that, but you're going to be able to see the pros and cons. And here I'm going to talk about some high level of some things about the system. Some I'm just going to mention their name. So I want you to be really kind of clear about that. And I'll identify if they focus on what market. So here's the three markets. Employees. This means that they heavily focus on employees. At least 75 to 80% of their customer base of all their clients are an internal workforce, which is what I described. Okay. A combo is they, they go after both employees 
and customers. Typically, it's skews to employees. So you're looking at a 60-40, 60 employees, 40 customers, 70-30, so forth, right? If they exceed, if if they're taking, a, you know, at 80-20, for example, then they're skewing more towards employees only or, you know, right? I mean, there, there are only a couple of systems out there that's 100% employees. So the majority of them are actually in the combo side. And it can't skew the other way. You could have somebody that's 60 uh, customers, 40 employees, 70 customers, 40 employees, uh, 30 employees. If I say you're a customer system or a customer ed focus system, that means you're at, <clears throat> excuse me, at least 80% cl- you know, customer education, B2B, B2C, extended enterprise. That's an old school legacy term that vendors still use. I don't know why, but they do. There. The real, you know, the top leaders in that market are over 90% customer ed focused only. So, you know, you're going to have some there and then you're, you know, the top leaders are well over 90%. Um, I think the lowest is around like 88% customers. Um, So there's that kind of thing. And again, these are various learning systems. Uh, I think the moniker of look is just LMS only and LXP only. The LXPs are adding LMS functionality. The LX, LMSs, some already had the LXP. They're adding more functionality. Then you have vendors that say they have an LXP and they don't even know what it is. Um, you know, TXP is a little bit different. You can take a look on my blog and see what I consider a talent development platform, which is not the same as talent management because learning plays a huge role. And then they have to have content. Um, so there's a couple of TXPs in here, but again, I'm just going to focus on the, the name and the pieces. So let's jump right in random. It's totally random. So if you're trying to figure out like a roulette wheel, okay, he said them first. That means they, no, don't do that. Don't do that. So just going to go randomly into my, my list here and, um, let's jump on it. So uh, 30 systems, I said, I don't know, maybe I'll change my mind and do 20. We'll see how we roll. I I never like uh, pinpointing, as you can see, at bounce. All right. Thought Industries. Love it. Great system. Um, They're one of those ones that over the 90% customer side, this is a rich, rich system. You know, when when you're going into the customer market, you got one time to get those customers. I don't care if it's B2B separate and you're putting them in there or you're doing partner training or customer training or whatever and association members. They're looking to be impressed, right? You're selling them content or you're providing them free content and courses or a product, whatever you're doing. You're doing webinars, you're doing seminars, you're doing whatever it might be. You got one shot to impress. And they're coming off websites, seeing this all the time. So if you're solution looks archaic hey probably gonna you know if they have to go in there and use your system so be it but uh you know competitor x's system you know that's competing against you looks way better what do i need you for so thought industries they play on the customer side heavy um, again, the, the one thing to remember about heavy customer education systems, you know, when we talked about skills and how much of that is that, you know, the rocket ship is just taking off aspect on the customer ed side. I mean, um, they're doing three, two, one countdown and it's slowly getting off the launch pad. There are some that have gone much further, 
Um, I know one specifically that has compared to, say, Thought Industries. But Thought Industries is continuing because at the end of the day, they're going to compete against those combo systems. And those combo systems, by the way, some do great job at skills, some do so-so eh, job, and some are barely, you know, the astronauts are still putting on their, their uh, astro clothes. So Thought Industries, they're right in there. Fuse. I like Fuse. I mean, Fuse has got a very different UI UX experience. So, you know, there are people that, you know, they select a system, they like a system, and then they start thinking, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I like this kind of experience. And ergo, then they don't like the system. But it's, you know, it's not the right fit for everybody. It has a completely different UI than you're going to see. They heavily focus around engagement. So everything is tied into these, you know, these groups and these communities perspective uh, angle versus something that you're going to see, uh, you know, with the majority of other systems, a different UI UX look, different angle. Yes, everybody focuses on engagement that's relevant, that's important, but it's all tied around that. So you're in this community and you got all these capabilities and you're in this community and you're in this group within the community. Right. And, and that's how it's, it's devised. It's not devised the other way. So not for everybody. I will tell you, it's got one of the best analytics I've ever seen on the back end on the admin side, extremely robust. I mean, if you're looking like for folks at a very large enterprise, you're like, God, I, you know, I, I want to be I that's business intelligence tool i'm thinking about it if you you're with fuse it actually is a bi tool built in that's what their back end is it doesn't cost you extra and so i mean and it's one of the best uh, bi tools in the industry and that's automatically that's your back end and if you're not into that that's fine because that's still going to provide you a heavy amount of metrics and and analytics and one of the biggest trends today you know people focus on skills but the other trend that isn't, you know, mentioned, but it's happening more and more is people want advanced analytics. So here's the base analytics come with a system. They want even more advanced, more segmentation, more better understanding, because that data is going to drive your learning and training. And I'm telling you that as an expert in someone that has experienced it firsthand and has increased usage, has had systems do almost a million dollars in less than a year um, when I provided customer training. Metrics drives it all. So content obviously is the key indicator, but behind the scenes, it's the metrics. So they've got that. So I'm going to just type off there, and I talked about uh, Fuse. Pluralsight, another system I recommend. Look, if you're looking for technical skills only. This is a skills platform, learning skills platform, but it's skill driven, skill driven. I can't stress that enough. If you're looking for technical skills only, and they have like experts to contact for skills and everything else, and they have sims and they have boot camps, and they've got now this thing typing around with typing, <laughs> tying around certification, which I just saw mm, a week and a half ago which I thought was really cool and all these other kind of things. It's plural side. I mean, you look at this system and you're like, this is luxury. This is a Bentley of a system luxurious wise. It's also an expensive system. So, but 
you know, when you see this and you're like, wow, I, I want to focus only on technical skills. This is it. I'm willing. I'm not interested in all these other things that he's talking about. I just want to do this. They're the best one, plural site. Uh, so they're in there. I've got Access in there, Access LMS. They're out of, uh, they heavily focus only on the financial services market. Got a lot of new functionality coming out uh, here in the next uh, couple of months. So they're starting to make a change, you know, give it more of an update uh, kind of experience, UI, that kind of thing. I've always liked the system. Used to be Unicorn Training, which was one of my favorites. Uh, got acquired. It's Access LMS. They were kind of stuck a little bit. Now they bounced back. Really like the system. Heavily for final financial services, which means strong in compliance. Typically, FS systems, when they heavily focus on that market, have not been known for social or skills or some other things. This is changing, again, why they're playing up against combo systems. So there's somebody to look at. Uh, they're based out of the UK. It, and, you know, one of the big things I always talk about is that many of these systems you may never have heard of. It comes down to marketing. This industry is driven heavily with marketing. You know, how many sites can I get my, my name on? How many of these directories I can get my name in? How good am I with SEO? How good am I with... Um, Content marketing, how good am I, right? Uh, all these things. Do I go to trade shows? Do I not go to trade shows? All this other kinds of stuff. And uh, do I buy Google AdWords or not, right? So uh, certain vendors are, are masters of it and many vendors aren't. Um, or they don't put enough into their marketing budget. They don't have a marketing budget. So that's kind of where it plays around. I'm going to bounce them off my list here. Uh, Edcast. Uh, I like Edcast. I think it's a great system. I would go on the, I'm talking about the TXP one. Uh, so there's Spark. That's not related to it. Spark, they target um, small to mid-sized business. Although you could be an enterprise and go there or a large enterprise. Um, I mean, some of the functionality that's in the TXP is obviously is not in the other one. I, when I look at my rankings and as it relates to systems, I recommend uh, any day of the week, it's the TXP. Um, if you want the BIPs, the add-on for Domo is the one to go. Personally, I think they should include it, but I don't run the company. So there's Edcast. LearnAmp is another one I really like, LearnAmp. Um, they're a competitor, I would say, of a Docebo, which is D-O-C-E-B-O, by the way. So it's not Docebo. It's pronounced Docebo. Um, they're a competitor of them, uh, Degreed, Edcast, and, and whatnot. Um, UI UX continues to improve. I really like the system. Minus is the um, lack of mobile app. I believe it's going to be coming out in next year, 22. Uh, but other than that, they a great system. Uh, it's a fun system. And I think a lot of people today in training in L&D, and they have for a while, and EdTech, by the way, is one of the worst is they think these systems should look like a lab. Nobody wants that. People want to have fun in a system. You know, you, you can force them in there with assigned learning, and then they go in and they leave. You want them to stick around. You got all those other cool functionalities. So I think it's a fun system. It provides a lot of information, especially today with the hybrid model and the remote and the, the mass exodus. You need these kind of systems. So I like them. I like a vendor called Skooks, and get ready for it, S-C-H-O-O-X, 
S-C-H-O-O-X. They're pronounced skooks. So when you're looking for them on the web, it's S-C-H-O-O-X. I really like this system. Um, you know, skills has always been their strength. They're not 100%, by the way, on my skills side. Um, I think their, their biggest challenge is really that UX on the learner side. Um, but they just hired a big-time developer. Uh, can't tell you from what companies, but um, very impressed on their background. And uh, so they are heavily committed in doing it. The admin side, you know, what you could do around is really good. I, I like the analytics. could be stronger. But uh, this is a feature in our system. I think their biggest weakness, weakness is some of the playlist capabilities. Um, that's like their biggest weakness. They have them, but the, you know, in terms of all things they can do, you know, it's sort of in that place and hence, uh, that's their, their biggest thing. But you now this is a, a, a really good system. It's a TXP. Um, but you know, the core is learning. That's the core of a TXP. And, uh, they would compete, uh, they compete against Docebo. Uh, Cornerstone, Degreed, Degreed's a TXP, Edcast a TXP, so you're starting to see that. I know Degreed doesn't call themselves that, but they sink into all the standards for a TXP, which bounces me into Degreed. I really like the skills coach thing. You know, it's interesting. Um, I think it could be an improvement in the UI, um, but it has interesting capabilities. They were the very first vendor to do skill ratings. And they did a good, you know, very good the first time, and they continue to excel on that. They're going to be launching some type of advanced analytics uh, piece. Um, I'm going to be seeing it here within the next uh, week and a half. So I'll be able to get a better sense of sort of on that kind of piece because to me, the metrics was always part of the challenge. On one side, they have like spider webs and everything looks really cool. On the other side of the metrics, it was kind of like bar graphs and, uh, you know, not great stuff. Um, you know, all these vendors are into this views thing, like your search engine. Views tells me absolutely nothing. I want to know where they're going in the course and the content. How many times? How often? If it's based on skills and you're focusing on that, um, they really may have a base foundation in something. They just want to improve and enhance the skill. So looking at all our accounts, I also don't like that the algorithm is tied around complete. You have to complete it, which could be as simple as clicking a button. I wish that wasn't the case. I wish it would be that, yes, you don't have to complete it. It doesn't affect the algorithm, but it does um, to a little bit of a degree. No pun intended. Uh, but I really like this system. It's a great system. Uh, it has bookmark extension. So does Edcast, by the way. I think Edcast does a little bit better of a job of on that, but nevertheless, there's that. Um, I would say both Edcast and Degreed are pricey, uh, so you're you know you're paying for that. Uh, I, I did want to mention one thing about Edcast I like is you can do extensive deep configuration. Many vendors it's sort of like out of the box turnkey. They do a couple of things, boom, you're live, which is why today you see fast implementation times. But, uh, you know, if you want to do a mass overhaul where it doesn't even almost look like the initial system, you can do that with some vendors. You're going to pay for it, but it can be done, but it, it can't be done across the board. I mean, I really like to greed, but 
you know, if you want to put in like a, an extension, you know, a third party even for e-commerce, can't be done. They won't do it. So, you know, where like an EdCast can do mass deep configuration, totally overhaul it. Intellum is another deep configuration vendor. Um, Cornerstone does deep configuration. Um, Valamis, uh, which is V-A-L-A-M-I-S, they do deep configuration. Their Chabo can do it, but they have to outsource to one of their partners to do that. Um, so that's how they work. Cornerstone also outsources. There are vendors that outsource implementation. You just ask them, is it done internally or externally? But I digress. Who else do I got on that list? I've got Eurekos, E-U-R-E-K-O-S. Um, this is an up-and-coming uh, system. They actually have a built-in authoring tool that could go as a standalone. Um, but that being said, actually, you can get the code. But um, they focus heavy on the customer ed market, continues to improve quarter after quarter. I, I really think there's a system going some places. It's going to take a bit. Um, you know, if you're willing to ride the wave as they continue to add more functionality, they're about to add, they're going to add functionality here at, uh, around customer education. I can't tell you what it is, but I can tell you that no other vendor in the entire industry has ever had it and they're going to add it and it's going to be, you know, it, it ties around some metric capabilities, but, um, yeah, it's, gonna, oh my God, I can't wait to see it. So that's Eurekos. Um, and by the way, Eurekos is on the customer side, heavy there. Thought Industries customer. Edcast is combo. Um, uh, yeah, they're combo. Degreed is employees. That they have some customers, obviously, but that's more of their side. Fuse is combo. Plural side, heavily on employees, obviously. Um, Eurekos talked about is on the customer side accesses employees that's heavily skewed over to employees um got a couple of others i've got imc imc suite um that's on the employee side they've got some customer base there and i'm gonna hit a couple more before we bounce over uh skooks that's heavy on the employee side they do take uh customer clients they're not going to turn that down they have some basic commerce, but if you're looking like Visa or MasterCard, you got to go third party in there, like Square, Stripe, they can integrate. You can look at a course merchant, for example, that actually a couple of vendors use as their e-commerce module. So, you know, you've got them. Uh, you've got Agila. I know these names, right? You're like, how do I spell that? Okay, A-G-Y-L-I-A, Agila. They got a mobile app. This is a mobile kind of driven system. Um, I really like it. I like the UI UX. There's a lot to really like about Agila. They play combo side, play combo side. Going to take another break. When we come back, I'm going to hit a variety of other systems. I actually don't know what the total count will be. So it's not going to be 30, though. Uh, and I'm just going to hit a variety of other ones, but... They are in here, my my platinum picks. And you'll actually be able to see the entire list um, when I do the platinum picks on my blog. So you'll be able to see that entire list. I'm just going to pick a few here today. Continue on systems. I recommend any day of the week and twice on Tuesdays or Sunday. I don't remember.
Hey everybody, it's uh, Craig Weiss. We're continuing, um, you know, when I first I said top 10, uh, the, the 10 best learning systems I recommend any day of the week. Then I said 30, then I said 25, 27, I'm all over the map. You know, since uh, many of this is going to appear obviously on the Platinum Picks post next week and go in much more detail information, these are just systems I recommend any day of the week and twice on Tuesdays or Sundays. It's not necessarily going to be 10. It's probably going to be, I don't know. I lost count already. So just going to go through a few more. If your name's not on there, don't worry. It will be mentioned on uh, LinkedIn as well. Sort of a precursor to the Platinum Picks. But let's continue on some others. Cornerstone learning. I like it. You know, I, the thing about cornerstone learning or cornerstone on demand specifically is I think it gets a bad rap, to be honest. Is it the system for everybody? No. Is it a system that heavily skewed a large enterprise for a long time? Yes. Does it offer for small business today? Yes. Uh, Mid-market? Yes. You know, you have to remember that enterprise means whatever the vendor wants it to mean. So if you have 2,500 end users, you're enterprise. But another vendor could consider you not enterprise. Most today, between 1,000 and 10,000 employees, customer ed is not enterprise side. That's the term they use, extended enterprise. Again, a legacy, old school term. 1,000 to 10,000 is the general range for enterprise customers. If somebody says enterprise, that's the general. But you know what? There's vendors today that enterprise is 500 employees. So when you hear the term, just don't assume, assume, well, that's exactly the number I have. There's only a few in the industry that actually enterprise is a minimum of 5,000 employees to 10,000. And I can count on my hand the number of vendors that consider enterprise to be 10,000 minimum. So 10 to 25,000 is enterprise and anything under that's not. When someone says large enterprise for the market, um, this is where it gets a little confusing, is they go at about 25,000 employees and up. And you're going to be thinking, well, why not? Is it 11,000 or 25,000? I don't know. They just don't. I mean, they'll say large enterprise, but they're in their mind, they're really thinking 25,000, 50,000 and, and skyrocketing. Uh, so, yes, you have 12,000, quote unquote, you're under large enterprise. It's just the vendor thinks of a different way. Um, and that's across the board. That's not just relating. That's not relating to Cornerstone whatsoever. Um, I mean, they, they have those numbers. Variance 2, uh, Docebo does too. Um, you know, the majority of the vendors in, on this list, not all of them, Intellum doesn't, for example, but the majority of them do. So, you know, I don't know why Cornerstone, it, I hear this term, it traditional. I, what does that mean? That's marketing spin. And my grid, uh, 2020 next gen grid in the leader side was Cornerstone learning. And that was tier three and T4. And you can go look up what that is. I'm coming out with the grid next month, and you'll see where they slide. This is a robust system. I don't like that they outsource implementation. I've never liked that because you don't know who the partner is, and the partners can be all over the map, and the partner is the one that does the implementation and the configuration. And by the way, if you go with Cornerstone Learning, 
you're going to want the support from the partner, not Cornerstone, because who's going to know your system? The partner. Um, you know, I think Blue Water does the best. It's just my personal feeling. And Blue Water also does uh, implementation for Docebo, by the way. That's one of the two partners they have. Um, I recommend them. So, you know, if, corner, if you become a Cornerstone client or Docebo and you want to do some deep configuration, that's how this relates to the partners, then ask for Blue Water. And go with Blue Water's support. Uh, really good support. Go with them. So anyway, Cornerstone Learning. Uh, you know, I like everything about them. I, I wish they could white label their mobile app. Some vendors can do that, by the way. Um, Thought Industries can do it. Valimus can do that. Intellim can do it. I think you're starting to see Valimus plays is combo, but they do, um, they push heavy customer, but they're more combo and they acquired somebody that's more employee, but I'm not going to get there. Docebo can do it. Um, it's an additional cost. It's not free and it varies. So, you know, you're not getting it for a thousand bucks or something. U.S. It's quite more, but it can be done. Some vendors call it custom. It's white label. But anyway, Cornerstone doesn't do that. And that's the, to me, one of the minuses, especially if you're going for customer ed, if you're doing employees, that's your choice. Um, but excluding that, I, I really like, I like the system. But it doesn't fit everybody. I mean, they've got this thing called content and PXP. They're coming out with another name for it. That's sort of like, um, you know, their LXP angle. They've got um, content anytime, which is a content marketplace where you, you know, you as the client buy the um, buy a subscription, basically, and then it's an all you can eat. So your learners can pick all the content courses they want from all these different publishers. And they're not, you know, you buy it. They get access for free. That's what it is. You can even do your customers, which I'm a big fan of because it's a value add. Oh, I'm giving that. You know, think about how many people are at home today. What do you care if their customers, whether they're family members, access? You shouldn't care. That just adds value. And even for some employees, I know some people think, well, it's only the employee. Are you kidding me? If it's a cool course uh, and I have somebody in my family that's interested, you think I'm not going to let them take it? Um, but that's another story. So I like Cornerstone Learning. There you have it. Um, UI UX needs an update unequivocally. It needs a refresh here. And I think that they've uh, been stigmatized with uh, the traditional moniker. You know, people forget Google's been out since 1995. Nobody ever says they're a traditional search engine. I never heard it. So, you know, and by the way, Cornerstone's not, quote unquote, the oldest system on the market. It's Blackboard. And I've never heard somebody say to me, you know, Blackboard's a traditional system. Uh, if you want to have all the modules in Cornerstone, then, you know, kind of thing. If you're like, Craig, I want it to be a TXP. How do I do that? Okay, you got to buy Cornerstone Learning. You got to get this thing called PXP or whatever they turn it into. You got to have content anytime, which comes with the platform, as many marketplaces do. You just buy the content, and you have to have Cornerstone Careers. Boom. Now you have a TXP. Uh, if you don't have that, you don't. So I like them. Uh, Rockstar LMS. That's out of eLearning Brothers, who um, acquired Trevante. That makes Lictora and that Centerio VR thing um, tool. But, um, and Corsmail. But, you know, Rockstar LMS. If Again, if you're willing to ride the wave, 
It's a system that gets better and better. If you're willing to ride the wave, then this is a system to check out. I like it, but it's a, a work in progress. So there's a lot of things that are missing, especially on the skills side. Um, but they continue to add new capabilities. And some people are willing to take the ride. And some people are like, no, I got to have everything now. Boom, go. It just depends on your, you know, your options there. But I like them. I think, you know, if you're comparing them against like a degree or something, you know, you're, you're going to be more happy with degree. But I like the system. I think it has a right market, a right niche. I think they play well in SMB. Um, so that's kind of where I find them. Probably the vendor you're thinking like, is he going to mention? Is going to yes, Docebo. I really like Docebo. I mean. I like Learn. It has just enough for it to work. Um, the UI, UX, I think on the admin side, it needs an, a, a refresh on the administration side. Um, the Learner side, it definitely works. There's just a lot of things. I'm not going to go heavy too much into J, but there's a lot to like. I love the Discover Coach and Share piece, which is around the content curation, the digital, the the coaching, quote-unquote coaching, I don't think it's super robust. It's, I think it's somewhat misleading. But it does base coaching. Select an, select an expert I like. I like that. Fortunately, it's an additional cost, which I don't like. So you get learn, and then, you know, they market this stuff. But the Discover Coaching Share, it's an add-on. It's their most popular one um, for obvious reasons. I think it's, it's great. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to buy the system, you're going to have to get this thing. You're going to have to get, you don't have to, but I'm basing my recommendation on three things. One, learn, Docebo Learn. It's a learning suite, but it's, I don't get everything out of the suite, right? I'm buying their each additional cost. And Discover Coach and Share is not part of the module. It's actually part, not part of the suite. It gets confusing here, but it's actually an add-on for Learn itself. So I get Docebo Learn. I get Discover Coach and Share. So I get those two pieces. Then I look at that suite and, you know, those two will be the core pieces. If you want better metrics than what comes with the system, which today I think is very weak. If you want better metrics, um, that's just a slight improvement, but it's going to look better and, and has a little bit more. Then you go with learning impacts, which is based on your user size, I believe. Or if you want even better and you're like, God, I, I want to have something that is, you know, it has like a BI level or something, then you want learning analytics. So, you know, for me, when I look at this system and, and I know it inside out, I say, look, uh, I'm going to have Docebo Learn. I'm going to have Discover Coach and Share. And I'm going to buy that learning analytics thing. And you can also pipe in your own data streams going through this thing, um, learning analytics. And, and, uh, you know, I believe they are looking at offering it as a standalone, too. So you could use it if you have another system. But that's another story. So those are the three pieces. If you're fine with the base analytics, and I'm going to tell you up front, I'm underwhelmed by the metrics and analytics. I don't know why. I mean, they acquired four metrics, four metrics um, which is stronger analytics, which is where you're kind of seeing this learning impact piece come into. Uh, which is uh, an additional mod uh, module, uh, then that's it. So uh, that's kind of where it comes down to it. But you definitely want the those two pieces on there. 
Um, and I'll be honest, Ochebo's not in the CEP program. Don't know why that is, where she was, but so be it, it's not. Um, Edcast is, LearnAmp is, Fuse is, uh, Thought Industries is, Eureka's is, I'm um, kind of looking down here, um, Intellum is, Skooks is, um, and there's some sort of Gyrus Aim, who's on one of my list, is instilled LXP is and absorb, which I'll get to shortly. Here is so that being said, and uh, and that's really the status around Ochebo. I wish everything was included, um, you know, uh, I mean, like Skooks, everything's included, uh, but again, those are the things I think there are other weaknesses, skills. Um, but there's no doubt in my mind they'll continue to improve. They have skill ratings now. Um, I just wish they had, they had, um, I wish they were further along in skills compared to some of the competitors they have. But that being said, look, this is a good system. I've always liked this system. As someone mentioned to me when I wrote my previous, I posted my previous, um, top 10 rankings or whatnot, top 50 systems. So the last, they're like, Hey, I always see Docebo in there. Yep, exactly. I like Absorb, Absorb LMS. Uh, again, any of these systems, they may not be a perfect fit for you, so always do your due diligence. Use findinglms.com or whatever your favorite source is for that. Uh, again, their metrics on their back end is super basic. They have like uh, something, I don't know what the, the module is, universal analytics or something. Trust me, get that. If you're wanting better metrics, buy the module. Again, I wish it was included. I mean, they should replace this with the metrics they have in their system. I mean, it's night and day. So you're going to want that module. And, um, and and I like this system. It's a slick UI UX. Is it a super robust system compared to some others? No. That's a heck of a system. I like the streamline UI UX. I like the dashboard. Um, you know, they were the very first vendor in the entire industry to have that admin dashboard when you logged in. Very first one in 2009, no less. Um, so, yeah, they've been around. By the way, Docebo, fun fact, is they started out by selling, by open source. And they've been around for, wow, more than seven or eight years. So um, that's kind of a sidebar. But nevertheless, uh, yeah, I really like Absorb. Um, some of the modules, uh, I don't see a need for it. Um, you know, the marketplace could be a little bit stronger. Uh, skills can be a little bit better, I think, again, right? As I talked about the entire market of where it is. I like the system. It's definitely not for everybody. Any of these systems are not for everybody. But... You know, uh, I definitely think they're worthy of considering a consideration. So that's them. Intellum. You're going to be who? Intellum. I-N-T-E-L-L-U-M. Um, they don't play a lot marketing. That's kind of their problem. Minimum user base, I think it, it is 5,000 users. So you can sort of see that. I think they'll consider 4,500. That's another reason. This thing is uh, on the customer ed side. They've got a lot of skill functionality, far more than I ever anticipated. Uh, I mean, they have a lot on that template list. You look at it, it'll be like, oh my God, they have a lot. That's a cool, I really like this system. 
Um, yeah, that's a good system. Really good system. So Intellum's on my, my list. Valamis, I like. There's certain things I like. I mean, they make it out like they're an LXP. Or they're totally not that. They're missing a marketplace. I mean, just because you have a, a playlist doesn't make you an LXP or doesn't make it to have an LXP functionality. Um, so they say that, and they're heavy focused on customer ed, but they've got a lot of just employee only. Then they go out and they buy a, um, a company that's heavy around talent management and career development. That doesn't say customer education to me. That says employees, which is fine. I don't have a problem with that, but uh, don't push that you're a heavy customer ed when that's kind of, a, I think, a thing. I think it's a system in progress. That's another thing. I, I like systems that are works in progress, as you can see. I don't believe it's a perfect system. So, you know, they continue to prove. But, um, you know, definitely it's a system in progress. There's things they have. There's things they don't have. But I, I still like the system. Acorn. You're going to be like, who? Acorn LMS out of Australia. I like the system. I'm going to be honest. I just like the system. Obviously, they're on my list. Another work in progress. But they got some nice foundation. And I think they'll fit for some people. I really do. I think this is an SMB. I mean, the, the lower enterprise size, you know, 1,000 and maybe 2,500. I think this is a smart system. Um, and it can align for some people. Again, it's really about getting names out there. I like uh, Juno Journey. This is another TXP, by the way. J-U-N-O, journey. UI, UX on the learner side is something you're not going to see in any other vendor. It is that unique. You can also not only pick skills, you can pick interest. And this thing is super strong on skills. I would say it's stronger. The only vendor I think that uh, may be a little bit stronger is Degreed. Otherwise, this thing is, you know, hardcore in skills. And they also have interest. And when you're talking about that mass resignation and, I mean, the mass exodus and the great res um, uh, resignation, people talk about being burnt out and they want well-being and, and wellness and all this other stuff. That's interest, by the way. That's not skills. And this system offers interest, too. And I love that. This is a... Slick, awesome system. Uh, not well known. We're talking employees here. We're talking employees. I like Gyrus Aim. That's uh, another great system. A little bit on the pricey side. Got a lot of robust functionality. I like Edflex. E D F L E X. This is an LXB with some LMS functionality. I like them. I'm going to be talking more about them next week, actually. SAP Litmos, you know, here's a system, another system. I like this system. I mean, it's got good UI, UX. I think there's, you know, some challenges there. Metrics needs a massive upgrade. Needs a refresh. That's a, a sound, solid system. I like instilled LXP, and I think the LXP name should go away. I think instilled, I-N-S-T-I-L-L-E-D. Um, look, it's a learning. These are all learning systems, and it's uh, kind of more of a learning platform. You can do a lot with, if you're in a video, <laughs> this is it. This is the system. You can do video. You can even do video editing in there within the system. 
It has playlist. It has these things called containers, so double L view. Uh, the metrics come from Watershed LRS, which is hardcore. Um, and that comes with the system. And um, yeah, it, and then you can put any content, AICC, SCORM 1, 2, 2004, XAPI, that can all go into the system. So it has those capabilities, has some basic metrics, and then um, advanced, you know, again, it has extensive metrics if you want that as well. You just tell them, you know, with Watershed, I want these metrics, and then they turn it on and you're off and rocking. White label for that. And by the way, if you want like a custom domain, ask the vendor. A custom domain, vendors misunderstand this. I'm not, this has nothing to do with it still. They know the difference is that a custom domain doesn't mean your name dot vendor name dot com, which is what a lot of vendors, if you say custom domain, that's what they're thinking. Yeah, your name's in it, and then our name's in it too. A custom domain is not, you know, your name, widget you dot vendor name dot com. That's not a custom domain. A custom domain is widget you dot com, and that's your learning system. So always be clear if you're interested in a custom domain what that is. So that's sort of the list. Uh, I got a couple of other vendors I didn't mention here, but uh, you have to wait until next week uh, on the post. So this is Craig Weiss. Thank you so very much. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast, and I'll be back next week with another one. This is an exclusive. You're not going to find this information uh, on the blog. So you'll find about the picks and going through some of that details, but the rest of this stuff, not, it's not available on the blog. You're only going to find it one place on this podcast.